You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory to God. Are you blessed? Are you glad to be in church this morning? Wonderful. God is in the house, so in His presence there's fullness of joy. At His right hand are pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. How many people enjoyed last week with Pastor Delvan? <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, yeah, yeah. Inspired. Yes. All right. He promised to come back. He said in a few weeks he'll be back. Amen. So he will come properly this time. You know, this was a, it was just a, it was just a Holy Ghost arrangement. Yeah, but he's coming again and um, we're going to have a great time. So let's pray that the Lord does not, you know, take him somewhere else. Amen. Must bring him. Yes. And uh, those of you that missed, make sure you don't miss next time. Amen. Because, you know, I used to say that you never can tell. If you're in the habit of missing services, you don't know. You don't know the day. <laughs> the day that the angel of the Lord will come with your miracle. You don't know the day of your appointment. You don't know the day of your visitation. You see? So, be sensitive to the Spirit. Okay? Don't be someone that just, you know, yeah, that just keeps missing it. Don't miss it. Turn to someone and say, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Okay? Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, you'll just be hearing testimonies. And I know it's good to hear testimonies, right? Yeah, it's good to hear testimonies, but it's even better for you to be the testimony. Okay, yeah. So let's, let's break that habit and just be there. Hmm? Yeah. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands to me. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We glorify you this morning. Holy, holy, holy. <clears throat> Lord God Almighty, we are before you this morning and we ask, oh Lord my God, that you will speak. Lord, I don't want to speak. I want you to speak. Speak to your people this morning. My Lord, my Lord. Lord, my God, use this human voice, Lord, my God, to speak, to communicate to your people this morning. We glorify you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. We've been talking about the spirit of conquest, and I expect some powerful testimonies from your life. I expect mind-blowing testimonies. I expect testimonies that defy imagination. Okay, that's what I'm expecting. I don't know, I don't know about <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I'm just telling you my expectation. All right? So, and God wants to do things through you. But you have to be willing to be used. You have to be open to God. You have to be obedient to God. God will never compel anyone to do His will. He doesn't do that. He doesn't. And the reason why he doesn't do that is because he made you in his image. After his likeness. Nobody can compel him to do what he doesn't want to do. 
So he made you and gave you also that choice. You can choose to obey or to disobey. You can choose to be blessed or not to be blessed. You can choose to advance or not advance. You can choose to stay in Egypt or get out of Egypt. Do you understand? Yeah, so that's how God works. That's how God works. Many people expect that because something is God's will, it will just happen. But there are too many evidences in the scripture that say otherwise. Say otherwise. If you're going to fulfill your calling, you have to walk with him. You have to walk with him. You have to be ready to do what he wants you to do. You have to be ready to fight the battles he wants you to fight. You have to be ready to take the steps he wants you to take. So don't wait to take them for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, let's look at numbers. We we started looking at the book of numbers and we've majored a lot on the life of Caleb who had a different spirit. Okay? So, in numbers Chapter 14, verse 24. Now, prior to this, these people have been complaining. They wanted to even stone Moses. Can you imagine that? For taking them out. For leading them out of Egypt. For leading them out of Egypt. Hallelujah. For leading them out of Egypt, they wanted to fight him. They wanted to kill him. And God was so upset that God decided, I'm going to wipe these people out. I'm going to wipe these people out for they have tempted me ten times. That means God is keeping count. Okay? <laughs> They have tempted me ten times. And he says, God now swore and said, these people are not going to go into the land. Now, was that God's will? No, that wasn't God's will. So not everything that happens is God's will. Are you following me? God's will was for them to get to the promised land. For all of them. But because of the intercession of Moses... Moses prayed, God, please don't kill these people. Because God had said, I'm going to kill all of them. And then I'm going to start a new nation. I will use you, Moses, to start a new nation that will possess the land. And God, I mean, and Moses prayed and God heard the prayer of Moses. That's why intercession is powerful. God heard the prayer of Moses. And because of the prayer of Moses, God said, okay, fine. I'm not going to kill them, but I'll make sure they don't get in. (laughs) So God decided to miraculously a trip of 14 days took 40 years. How many people know that's a miracle? That's a miracle. Imagine you, you, you are walking, you wake up and you're walking and walking and walking and you never arrive. What a miracle. You don't want that kind of miracle. <laughs> Not that kind of miracle, right? Yeah, but that was a miracle. That was a supernatural work of God. 
And, and, and in the midst of all of that, guess what? God preserved them. He made sure none of them got sick. Even in their rebellion, he made sure that their clothes grew with them. Their clothes didn't wear out. Imagine, ladies, <laughs> imagine your clothes never wearing out. <laughs> okay, some people don't like that. Okay, okay, all right. No, it doesn't mean you won't change. It doesn't mean you won't change, but it doesn't wear out. Then you have options. Hallelujah. 40 years options. Imagine that. Their shoes never wore out. What a miracle. Hmm? There are some of you, your shoes are singing praises to God. When you, it opens his mouth. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> He's worshiping God. <laughs> yeah. So, it was on the backdrop of all of this. God says, these people are not going to get in. But then God now says, but Caleb. Oh my goodness. Verse 24. He says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him. Oh my goodness. How many people have a different spirit? You have a different spirit? You don't have a spirit of the age. You don't have a spirit of the masses. You don't have a spirit of the majority. No, you have a different spirit. You have a different spirit in you. It says, he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. You see, God loves it when we follow him fully. He appreciates it when we follow him fully. No, not half-hearted. No. God doesn't want half-hearted commitment. He wants total commitment. And Caleb had that. So this different spirit is a spirit that follows the Lord. When it's tough, when it's easy, when it's clear, when it's not clear, when you can figure it out, when you can't figure it out, when you can explain it, and when you cannot explain it, you continue. You continue. Some people are ruled by their understanding. So anything they don't understand, they can't. They can't pursue. Meanwhile, faith, if you're walking by faith, there will be times that you have to be ready to do things that don't make sense. Yeah. You have to be ready to do things that don't make sense. Not, ev not everything in life makes sense. Some things don't make sense, but they are of God. I cannot for the world of me figure out why Jesus spat on a blind man. Does that make sense? How do you explain that scientifically? The spitting. What is it? <laughs> there's, there's no, you, you can't explain it. So it doesn't make sense. That's why the Bible says, the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. All right? Yeah. 
Now, am I saying that we should drop logic completely? No, that's not what I'm saying. But you just need to know when logic needs to be suspended. Hallelujah. Let's go there to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. He says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Can you see that? The natural man does not, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? To him they are foolish. So that means there are times you're walking with God that things, you have to be ready to do things that are foolish to your mind. How do you naturally explain walking on water? How do you do that? Some of us want to walk in the unimaginable, want to walk in the supernatural, but we're stuck with the natural man. We're trapped by our natural minds. So, you need to be ready to defy logic sometimes when you walk with God. Amen? Amen? Touch somebody, say, are you listening? Are you listening? Shake the person. Shake the person. Say, are you listening? Are you listening? Tell the other person, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. Yes. Yeah. So, the things of God don't always make sense. So, the fact that it doesn't make sense does not mean that it is not of God. Because in Isaiah, he says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts from your thoughts and my ways from your ways. Your natural mind is an earthly mind. It's not a heavenly mind. So it cannot interact with heaven unless that mind is renewed by the word of God. Now you can train your mind. You can train your mind to walk in the supernatural by the word of God. By the word of God. That's why in Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the. You may know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect God. You see, so you won't know when it is time to defy logic if your mind is not renewed by the Word of God. That's why the Bible, you have to see the Bible more than just an information book. You have to see the Bible more than a book of stories. You have to see the Bible more than a historical book. This is the word of God. This is the bread of life. Hallelujah. This is to train your senses. It is to train you, to give you the ability to elevate your thinking. Do you understand me? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts from your thoughts. So if you want to elevate your thinking, 
Get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. All right? Don't hook up to Facebook to elevate your thoughts. It will take you lower. Now, Facebook is not a scene, but if that's where you get, if that's where you spend all your time, that thing is addictive. They've made it like that on purpose. If that's where you spend all your time and you don't have time for the word of God, when the time comes to take a step that defies logic, you won't have what it takes to take that step. Yeah, you won't. Why? It won't make sense. It won't make sense. To some people, why should you sit down in a place, listen to somebody talk for 45 minutes, one hour? Just talking, talking, talking. It doesn't make sense. Especially if it doesn't tickle your fancy. If it doesn't entertain you. You would rather go and pay some big money and be entertained. And then you laugh out your lungs. But when you come into the house of God, you need to understand that you are here to train your mind. Training your mind. To educate your mind. To start appreciating spiritual things. To start understanding spiritual things. To start seeing things the way you ought to see them. Otherwise, you'll be trapped into the mold that enslaves you. And incapacitates you. And hinders you from winning the battles you're supposed to win. There's a battle for your destiny, in case you don't know. There's a battle for your soul, in case you don't know. There is a battle for your future in case you don't know. There is a battle for your family in case you don't know. There is a battle for your ministry. There is a battle for your calling. Are you hearing me? There is a battle for your faith. There is a battle for the word of God in you. There is a battle. There is a battle for your health. There is a battle for your strength. There is a battle for your mind. There is a battle for your energy. There is a battle for your relationships. I'm telling you. That's why you need a fighting spirit. You need a spirit of conquest. You need the kind of spirit that Joshua and Caleb had. That spirit will enable you to walk in victory no matter what. No matter what. Years ago, I did a message called the Overcomers Complex. Go and listen to it. Go find it. It's on pot bin somewhere there. Go listen to it. It will do you good. Yeah. I'm telling you. Because I... I am actually, I feel so sad many times when I look at the way Christians face life without enough ammunition. I'm shocked and amazed at how easily God's people get defeated. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I'm amazed at how little things, and sorry if I'm undermining your experience, I don't know what you're going through, and I'm not belittling your experience, but in comparison to the spirit in you, it is little. Are you following me? There's nothing you're facing that you don't have what it takes to beat. 
There's nothing. There's nothing. You have a spirit of conquest. The only thing, the only thing that will defeat you is when you surrender. That's all. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 13, he says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Somebody say, God is faithful. But the devil tells you that God is not faithful. The devil tells you that because you are being tempted, God is not faithful. The devil tells you that because you are surrounded by so many adversaries, that God is not faithful. Am I correct? Yeah, the devil lies to you and tells you that because you are going through what you are going through, God is not faithful. And that's not true. Look at what the Bible says. That's why you need your mind renewed by the Word of God. Because you are going through pain does not mean God is not faithful. Hallelujah. Tell to someone, I say, I think he's talking to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Say, so God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Hallelujah. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Do you know what? That word able there in the Greek is dunamis. Somebody say dunamis. Dunamis means inherent power. So God will not allow you to face what the dunamis in you cannot defeat. Are you following me? So if you're facing it, then you can deal with it. Come on, say, I have the dunamis. I have the spirit. I have the power to defeat what is before me. That's it. See, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will, will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear. Say dunamis. Hallelujah. So when the temptation comes, God looks into you first before he allows the temptation to come your way. And he assesses the dunamis in you. And he says, no. She can deal with that. He can beat that. So, Satan, I permit you, but don't go beyond this. <laughs> That's how it works. But we have this idea, this impression, I don't know where we get it from, that when you're serving God, there'll be no resistance. There'll be no conflict. There'll be no battles. You'll just cruise to heaven. <laughs> Cruisomatics. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Are you a cruisomatic? A cruisomatic Christian <laughs> that believes in cruising. God just puts it on cruise control. Come on. And your life is just going. Come on. Whoo. <laughs> Not the Bible God. That is a God that you have created. It's a God that we have created in our minds. That is feeding us with that kind of picture. Not the one of the Bible. Sometimes you have to go through pain. Pain is also, it, it helps you to know you are alive. Have you ever seen a dead person in pain? No, you, if, if, you, if, if you are dead, you can't be in pain. So if you feel some pain, it means you are alive. And tell yourself, hallelujah, I'm alive. <laughs> So your mindset needs to change. Your mindset needs to change how you approach things, how you approach life, how you approach challenges. 
Don't be a victim. You have a spirit of conquest. Turn to someone. You have the spirit of conquest. You have another spirit like Caleb. Yeah, you can beat that. You can beat it. Oh, pastor, but it's so tough. That's all right. You are tougher. You are tougher. Amen. There's no way you can feed on a word like this. And then the enemy just comes and tries to bully you. No, you bully him. Because your father has not given him permission to go beyond your dunamis. He has not given him, given him permission. Can't you see when he went to Job? God knew that Job had what it took. This is, go. But don't go beyond this. And in everything Job went through, he remained faithful to God. Isn't that amazing? Now we read that story and we're so blessed. How many people get blessed by the story of Job? You get some strength. You get some inspiration. Yeah. So the fight that we're fighting, it's not against flesh and blood. Yeah. You have to ready. Be ready to fight for your mind. Be ready to fight for your vision. Be ready to fight. Hallelujah. Fight for your family. Fight for your community. Fight for your domain. You are king. God has given you dominion. God has given you influence. He has given you a sphere of influence. Fight. Fight for that. Fight for that. Some of us are being defeated because we're not taking a step. So when you don't take a step, you don't step out of the boat, you won't know what you can do. You don't know what you can do. You won't even know that you can lead a connect group if you don't take a step. You won't know. You won't know that you can lead other people to Christ if you don't take a step. You get my point? Yeah, you won't know that you can disciple someone if you don't take a step. You have to fight, beat that inertia that wants to keep you in the, in the same status quo. And you say, no, I'm fighting against this. I must conquer whatever, whatever wants to plateau my life. Touch someone say, did you hear that? Did you really hear that? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do when you step out of this place? As I'm speaking, I want you to get be, begin in your mind or on your note, begin to jot down the things you're going to take and face squarely. You say, you and I, we settle it now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Get ready. Fight the good fight of faith. And um, First Timothy, First Timothy chapter one verse six. Hmm? There, it's talking about fighting the good fight of faith. The spirit of conquest is a spirit that fights. <laughs> but why is it a good fight of faith? What makes it a good fight of faith? The outcome has already been determined. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, it's a fixed match. <laughs> when the match has been fixed, you don't stress. Am I correct? Yeah, you're just going and fight because you know what the outcome is. So he has already predicted the outcome. And he says, you just go in there and fight. That's what the good fight of faith is. So we're not fighting as victims. 
Jesus has defeated the enemy already. He has given him a beating that he will never recover. For eternity, he will never recover. And now you are just put in to just go and, you know, just do some formalities. And then you're freaking out. Don't. Tell someone, don't, don't. Don't freak out. Yeah. Look at what it says. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Hmm? to fight. Fight to be double. Come on. Fight for your double. How many people are fighting for their doubles? Let me see. Come on. Fight for your double. Yeah. Fight to be fruitful. Fight. Fight. Whatever is going to stop you, whatever is contending with you, whatever is resisting you, you need to crush it. Crush it completely. My, oh my. You know, this word fight in the Greek is agonismai. Somebody say agonismai. That word means to agonize. Hmm? It means to agonize. It also, it also means to compete for a prize. There's a prize before you. You have to compete for it. You have to fight for it. This is a, well, you know, we don't need to fight. Jesus has fought. We just go, you know. Listen to me. I don't want, I'm not undermining what Jesus has done. But let me tell you this. What Jesus did has qualified you to get into the ring. Not everybody is qualified for every battle. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Haven't you seen when they are doing World Cup, they, you, they get to some, some people get knocked out. Some people are disqualified or some people, they lose. And then not everybody is qualified to reach the finals. Am I correct? Yeah, so what Jesus did is that he fought everything for you and qualified you for the finals. <laughs> Hallelujah. And again, the finals is a fixed match. I mean, you can't get it better than that. He, and he's the referee. He's, he is the referee. It's getting sweeter. Tell me someone say it's getting sweeter. He is the referee. But you know what? The enemy starts lying to you. He says, oh, look at you. you are, you're such a failure. You're defeated. You, you, you're good for nothing. Can you see the, the other person? Can you see how, you know? But you don't realize that your match is different from that person's match. It's not the same. It's not the same. But we all have the same spirit of conquest. Whatever it is that comes my way, I just have that inner conviction that I can beat it. There's nothing that intimidates me. Nothing. I just know I'm going through challenges, yes. I know I'll defeat it. That's just it. I can't, I can't even envision defeat. It's, I, I can't. I can't even imagine it. I'm telling you. Because you can feed on the word to a point where all you see is a good outcome. All you see. I don't know how to see worst case scenario. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't relate with that anymore. I used to do that. But not anymore. At best, what I do is that 
I simulate. Somebody says simulate. Okay? So simulation is where you you create you create certain conditions that are very close to the real. Okay? So when they are training pilots, for instance, they take them through, they go through, they use a simulator. The simulator creates, creates conditions that are similar to when they are on the air. And then they are taught how to handle different situations. Okay? And then the instructor watches how they respond in the simulator before they now allow them to fly the plane. They have to get it right in the simulator. Otherwise, they go and kill themselves. So, what I do sometimes is I'm faced with a situation. I say, okay, fine. What is the worst case scenario? So, my mind, I simulate. I create that and then I look at that. I get into that situation and then I defeat it in the simulation. I'm telling you, I'm giving you my secret now. I defeat it in my simulation. Then after I've defeated it in my simulation, I come back to real life. And then there's nothing to fear. Why? Because I've already defeated it. That's how to use your mind. Don't, instead, of, you know, instead of feeding it with all kinds of things that will defeat you, use it creatively to unleash the spirit of conquest. That's how it works. Hmm. So, fight the good fight of faith. That word to fight also, agonismai means to struggle. Hallelujah. It means to contend with an adversary. So, there is an adversary. In case you don't know, you have an enemy. As beautiful as you look, there's an enemy that hates you. And it wants to destroy you. What are you going to do about it? Fight! That's right. Fight! As kind as you are, as loving as you are, you have an enemy. Who hates you for being loving? Who hates you for being kind? Who hates you for being nice? Can't you see the Bible? says, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus didn't harm anybody. He was helping people. But what happened? What was his reward? Crucifixion. So, some people think that because they are good, then there will be no enemies. <laughs> you are living in a different world. Can you be better than Jesus? Somebody who never sinned. Not even, not even by mistake. And they came after him. They shouted, crucify him! Kill him! That's the reality of life. That's the reality, reality of life. So face it. Deal with it. Fight it. Defeat it. And walk in victory. Take your promised land. Hallelujah. Don't allow the enemy to succeed. Don't allow him to just walk into your life and take, take whatever he wants. He takes your health and he just goes away. And then you break down and you're blaming God. Meanwhile, God has put dunamis in you. Meanwhile, God has given you a fighting spirit. He has given you the spirit of conquest. Come on, let's wake up. Face it. Squarely. Hallelujah. And when you pray, you don't pray like somebody that is finished. 
You see, because some people's prayer is, is needs, it needs an upgrade. <laughs> Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, does your prayer need upgrade? Yeah. You need to upgrade your prayer life. You go to the place of prayer. Nobody knows the trouble I have seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Uh, uh, Jesus, Jesus. Nobody knows. <laughs> then after that, Lord, why me? Why me? Eloi, Eloi. What is that? Is that prayer? That is not prayer. That is a pity party. You might as well call all your neighbors and kill something and say, please, let us all cry together and eat. Huh? No. When you pray, after you have simulated the whole situation, you come back and you pray with that picture of victory. Hallelujah. You pray with a desirable outcome. He says, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. Hallelujah. You grab it in the place of prayer. That's how to pray. It's man, I got it. That's how. That's how to pray. Huh? Get rid of some of those prayer points that make you more depressed. What is that? Prayer excites me. Why? Because there's something I see. I see every household in Midran. Hallelujah. We're reaching every household in Midran. Don't someone say we're reaching every household in Midran? Say we're reaching every nation in Midran. We're reaching 10%. We're having 10% of Midran. We're harvesting 10% of Midran. Begin to see things like that. Yeah. So when you pray, Pray with it, the right picture. That's how to pray. Instead of looking at that mountain and start crying. The more you focus on the mountain, the more depressed you become. I'm telling you. But you see, when you apply what I'm teaching you, it doesn't matter the size of the mountain. It doesn't matter how many of them. You just walk past them. Hallelujah. Listen, if you cannot move the mountain, climb the mountain. Yeah. You can't move it, climb it. And climbing mountains doesn't happen instantly. It's a process. Somebody say it's a process. So sometimes there will be some pains. Have you ever climbed a mountain before? That's right. Some, some of you have. Those of you that love hiking. Yeah. There are times you're sweating, you are tired, you are finished, you, but you keep going. Why? Because you have a goal. Sometimes you even have bruises, but you're still going. Yeah. Pain is, is also good. It's, it's, it's good for growth. I remember those days in the gym when, you know, Bongwe used to touch on me. May God forgive him. He says to me, no pain, no gain. Come, come on. I said, I said no, I'm tired. I'm, I'm sore. He said, yeah, it's a good sign. Once you're feeling the pain, it's a good sign. You are hitting it. Huh? What kind of thinking is that? So after that, I started avoiding him. <laughs> That's how some of us approach life. Hmm? Come on. Let's face it. You can beat it. You can defeat it. Hallelujah. 
you can take that territory that God has given to you. How many souls are you bringing into the kingdom? You have the capacity to bring multitudes to Christ. You have the capacity to lead multitudes to Christ. But if you don't step out, you won't know. You say, oh, pastor, I'm so shy. I'm an introvert. Yeah, an introvert conqueror. That's who you are. You're an introvert, but with your introvert personality, you will still conquer. Do you understand me? Yeah. You're an extrovert. With that, you will conquer. You're strong. With that, you will conquer. Oh, pastor, but I'm weak. With that weakness, you will conquer. Hallelujah. That's just it. You are born to win. Look at it that way. You're born to win. Unless you surrender. You are, if you keep standing. That's why it says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. As long as you don't give up, you're winning. You might not know how. Just keep standing. Just take one step at a time. One step at a time. Keep standing. Don't give up. Don't listening to the council that says you should give up throwing the towel. What is that? So that who will take your inheritance? Can't you see he's trying to negotiate you out of God's blessing? He's trying to negotiate you out of your inheritance. He's trying to negotiate you out of your destiny. Don't fall for it. Hallelujah. If I have to go through some pain, I'm ready for it. I'm not scared of pain. I'm not scared of pain. Yeah. I go to a hospital. Sometimes doctor will tell you, you, you know, to take this injection. I, I, haven't you seen men that, are, that freak out when they bring out injection? I saw one man like that. Oh, my goodness. Why? Just little prick. In a few minutes, in a few seconds, it's, it's over. But you don't want to touch hmm? Yet, that thing is supposed to put something good to, to, to help your condition. But said, no, I don't want injection. No, 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 no. Don't you give it to me in tablet form? No, it must enter <laughs> your veins. <laughs> No. Hallelujah. So get ready. How many people how many people are strengthened right now? Release. I release strength, Father. I release strength. Fortify your people. Let the spirit of conquest manifest in every single one of them. In the name of Jesus, whatever they are facing right now. Whatever condition is before them right now. Whatever challenge is before them right now. I command to crumble. Oh, Father God, as they move forward, let giants fall. Let giants fall in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let them see victory. Let, let them enjoy. Let them experience the joy of conquest. Hallelujah. The joy of conquest to be released in this house. In the name of Jesus. Every single one. Yes. No matter what they are facing. Thank you. Because you have given them the dunamis. You have given them the power. You have given them the ability to agonize. Hallelujah. Agonisma. To fight. To fight. To strive. Lord God, and to come out victorious. To come out victorious. If need be to wrestle, wrestle with that condition, whatever it is. Somebody needs to fight for his family. Lord, tell me about somebody. You are not fighting enough. You have not put up a fight for it. You have not put up a fight. The enemy has been gaining ground. Now it stops. It stops right now. 
Stop it. Stop it right now. Take a stand. Take a stand right now and say enough is enough. You fight and contend for it. Contend for that business. Contend for that business. It doesn't matter who comes against you. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. Step out. Yes. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep contending. Keep fighting. Yes. One step at a time. Victory is guaranteed. Your victory is guaranteed. Your victory is guaranteed. Your victory is guaranteed. Your victory is guaranteed. In the name of Jesus. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. It's a fixed match. It's a fixed match. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. Even in that office, don't be intimidated. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. Mighty woman of valor. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. The energy, the strength, the angel of the Lord, the presence of God, the spirit of God, the Lord himself, the mighty man of war is with you. Don't surrender. You know no defeat. You will never be defeated. One with God is majority. You're on the winning side. You are on the winning side. You are on the winning side. Let it settle in your heart. You are on the winning side. Don't be distracted by the challenges before you. Don't be distracted by the, the noise the enemy is making around you. Don't be distracted. Make up your mind. I will. Walk in victory. I will testify. I will testify. Miracles are popping like popcorn. Hallelujah. Release that. Declare that. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to him. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't matter the number of battles. The war has been won already. Yes. Your future is guaranteed. The one who holds tomorrow is on your side. The one who holds tomorrow is on your side. You have another spirit like Caleb. The spirit of conquest. Defeating giants is your nature. It's in your DNA to defeat giants. It's in your DNA to demolish resistance, opposition. It's in your DNA. It's in your spirit. God has invested his power in you. He has invested his glory in you. He has invested his wisdom in you. He has invested his person in you. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. You will, you will ultimately have a testimony. You have what it takes to overcome. You have what it takes. I don't care what the enemy is saying. He is a liar. And the father of all lies. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your people. I thank you, O oh Lord God, even as a house. O oh Lord, as a church. <laughs> You've taken us through many battles. Lord, we have seen you turn things around many times, many ways. We've gone through the fire. Lord God. And we're not afraid of any fire. We're not afraid of challenges. We're not afraid of battles. Because you've trained our hands for battle. Our fingers for battle. 
Yes. Blessed be the Lord my God who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Yes, you are the one. You have trained us. You are training us and you will continue to train us. We will defeat affliction in this land. We will defeat sicknesses and diseases. We will defeat infirmities. We will defeat cancer. We will defeat diabetes. We will defeat oppression. We will defeat demonic powers. We will continue to humiliate them. Why? Because you have given us what it takes. My Lord and my God, we will defeat poverty in this house. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We appreciate what you've done. Glory, glory, glory. We're going to break bread right now. And as we go before the Lord's table, I want you to do it in faith this morning. As you partake of the communion, these emblems, you, you have your... Have the emblems. Take some time, open this. It requires a bit of skill. Don't spill it. Just take your time. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. The wafer symbolizes the body of Jesus. Is there anybody that doesn't have? Raise your hand. The ushers will bring to you. Okay, there are some people here. Hallelujah. Wonderful. This is a powerful ordinance. As we partake of this. Let's do it in faith. When we partake of this, we're making ourselves, we're declaring that we're one with Jesus. We're one with Him. We're one with His victory. Hallelujah. We're one with Him in all things. If he didn't experience defeat, you partake of this. You are re receiving into you, into your spirit, the same spirit of conquest that he had. Amen. Death could not hold him captive. The grave could not hold him. That's the enemy's most trusted weapon was defeated. As you partake of this, even dead things in your life will come to life. Partake of this in faith. Hallelujah. Whatever needs to be revived in your life, as you partake of this, do it in faith and declare that there's revival in your life. God is reviving your vision. Is reviving your passion. Hallelujah. It's bringing things back to life. And declaring nothing will defeat you. There is sickness in your body as you partake of this. Remember, by his stripes you were healed. He paid. Why should you pay for what Jesus has paid for? Why should you carry what Jesus has carried? get rid of it. As you partake of this, I want you to say it in faith. Reject whatever the enemy has put on you. Say this after me, Father, as I come before you, before your table this morning, to partake of the Holy Communion by faith, I receive all that Jesus paid for.
Father, in the name of Jesus, I open my spirit to receive from Jesus everything that has been made available. Let the new covenant in the blood of Jesus be activated in my life. As I partake of this, I declare in the name of Jesus that every promise, every blessing, every anointing, every inheritance, everything Jesus paid for is my new reality. I enter into my covenant realities. I enter into my covenant blessings. My spirit, my soul, my body, my relationships, my life, my business, my career, my education, and everything is brought into this covenant. Let the realities of this covenant begin to manifest in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross. Thank you for laying your life down. Thank you for saying yes to the will of the Father. Holy Spirit, activate the covenant in my life. Break the power of poverty. Break the power of affliction. Break the power of the enemy. Every satanic maneuver is broken, is crushed, is destroyed, is annihilated in my life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I receive by faith. Okay, let's partake. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.